Welcome to Radio Tambua, an outreach of ACFA, the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. ACFA equips God's people for the defense of the faith, biblical discernment, and cult evangelism. Let's begin today's message. Welcome to part two of Why We Must Test Prophets. My name is Rogers Atwebembide of the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. In our previous message, we began to talk about the importance of testing prophets, the recognizing that this is a noble cause, an urgent call, in fact, a challenge to all believers to test prophets. Just as the Israelites were surrounded by false prophets who urged them to follow other gods, Christians today are targeted by fake prophets and apostles. These deceivers claim to represent Jesus, but they often urge Christians to accept radically new teachings that oppose what Jesus and his disciples taught in the New Testament. I want to give you four simple biblical tests of prophets, which you can easily learn and apply in your day-to-day life whenever you hear anybody claim any information or any revelation as coming from God that you may be able to ably test it to ascertain whether it is truly from God or not. And these tests are what we call, number one, the faithfulness test. Number two, the fruit test. Number three, the fulfillment test. And number four, the fact test. So let's begin with the faithfulness test. When we talk about the faithfulness test, what do we really mean? In this test, what we want to discover is whether the prophet's teaching is faithful to what God has already revealed, the key word there being already. We want to look carefully at the scriptures, search them diligently, and compare what the prophet is saying with what God has already revealed. This is because we know that God does not contradict himself. If God is really speaking any new revelations, they will always be consistent with old revelations, even if they build on them in surprising ways. So a true prophet's teaching must agree with established truth that God gave through earlier genuine revelations. Since the Bible is especially a collection of inspired texts that preserve previous revelations, any prophet who proclaims so-called new revelations must deliver teachings faithful to the teaching of the Bible. Any prophet whose teachings clearly contradict the Bible's revelation is to be regarded a false prophet. And as you can imagine, there are many in our churches today. An important Old Testament faithfulness test comes from Moses' teaching in Deuteronomy chapter 13, the first three verses. He says, If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, Let us go after other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Now, as I explained in the previous message, Jesus warned his disciples about false prophets who tried to deceive even the elect by using signs and wonders. We saw that in Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. It is likely that Jesus was deliberately echoing Deuteronomy 13. No amount of signs and wonders 
can redeem a so-called prophet who tries to lead you after a God who is not the God of the Bible. That is what Moses says and that is what Jesus essentially reiterates. That no matter what kind of signs and wonders they do, if they really are false prophets, nothing will change that. In the New Testament, the apostles expected their own teachings to be tested by the same standard. For instance, when Paul preached the gospel to the Jews in Berea, we are told that they were noble because they listened eagerly to what Paul taught, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Acts chapter 17 verse 11. In other words, they tested what Paul said by comparing it with the scriptures that they already had, and that is the Old Testament. You can imagine a group of Jewish believers face to face with one of the greatest men that ever lived, an apostle of Jesus Christ. But interestingly, they do not believe him for his miracles or for his claims to apostolic authority or for his wonderful and clear teaching. No, they don't believe him for any of those things. They examine the scriptures daily and they only believe the apostle Paul only in as far as his teachings are consistent with what God has already revealed in the Old Testament. You can see why they were called noble Christians or believers, very diligent indeed. And that is the kind of model we are supposed to emulate. The Apostle Paul even told the Galatians that if he himself or even an angel appeared with a different gospel, they should reject him. In Galatians 1 verse 8, the Apostle Paul says that even if it is himself as an apostle, or an angel coming from heaven. So long as he preaches a different gospel, he should be rejected. And in the same way, we are called to reject any new revelation that does not agree with the message that Paul and the other apostles proclaimed on behalf of the Lord Jesus. We see similar warnings in First John chapter 4 from verses 2 and 3. We see that in Jude verse 3, as he warns especially about the threat of false teachers, who have come in amongst the believers. The African Bible commentary observes that many African prophets and apostles indulge in a personality cult. They give the impression that they have come down from heaven like Jesus, or that they have as much power as he does. Some even claim to be Christ's successors or even another Christ. Such claims make them objects of worship, and sadly, Many of them gain almost total control of the minds of believers. How sad. What are some of the examples of prophets who, for instance, failed the faithfulness test? Even as we think about what we just read from the African Bible commentary on page 1434. We have some examples of prophets in Africa today who have failed the faithfulness test. And while there are many, allow me just to mention a few of them for the sake of illustration. We have Dr. David Owol, for instance, from the Ministry of Repentance and Holiness in Kenya. David Owol claims to be a special end-time prophet, in fact the mightiest prophet and a worker of miracles. But because he consistently abuses the word of God to exalt himself, he fails the faithfulness test, and here is why. Owol has, for instance, claimed that God the Father addresses him as Lord. Owol has further claimed that no one can enter heaven without him. Owol claims that Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 18 is a prophecy about him. You know that verse which says that I will raise up a prophet like you from among their brothers, 
and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. Now, Wall claims that this particular passage is about him, and he is here in fulfillment of that verse. But did you know that the Apostle Peter quotes this verse in his sermon in Acts chapter 3, explaining that Jesus is the one who fulfills Deuteronomy 18.18 and not a wall. A wall father has claimed that he is the Elijah foretold in Isaiah 40 and Malachi chapter 3 and 4. But in Matthew 11 verse 14, Jesus explains that Elijah has already come as John the Baptist. A wall has claimed Again, that he is personally the two witnesses that are described in Revelation chapter 11. And worst of all, he makes multiple claims that put him on the same exalted level as Jesus Christ. Now with these and many other examples, you can see why one should conclude that war is a false prophet. He fails the faithfulness test because of the false claims that he makes about Bible passages of himself and the claims he makes to be equal or even greater than Jesus, which is really absurd. But we could also look at another example. If, we, if a wall is an example of a false prophet in terms of uh, being an individual, we have an institution here, a church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The Mormon church has millions of followers around the world, and they are trying very hard to convert, especially African Christians, to their beliefs. Maybe you have even met them with their smiling, attractive missionaries who will come to you saying they are Christians, as you can imagine. They will claim to follow Jesus, boasting that their name proves that they represent the Church of Jesus Christ and that they have God's one true living prophet and seer for the world today. But do you know that for nearly 200 years, every one of their prophets, starting with their founder Joseph Smith, has failed the faithfulness test. There are many examples, but here are just three that I can quickly point out. Mormonism teaches, for instance, that God the Father is a human being with flesh and bones. They deny the Trinity and claim instead that we have three gods ruling over our world. They also claim that if we join their church and obey its commandments, we can one day become gods ourselves and rule over planets of our own. But are you aware that the Bible is very clear, for instance, in Isaiah 43 verse 10, the Lord declares that before me no God was formed, nor shall be any after me. According to the scriptures, there is no chance that any human being can ever become God or even come close. But Mormons would like you to believe that if you obey their church commandments and rules, that one day you yourself can become God and rule over your own planet. Now we have another ministry here on the African continent, specifically in Malawi called Headstone Prophetic Ministry. A former Seventh-day Adventist who was named Overton Makuta boasts that in 2008 God commissioned him to be a prophet and then six years later God personally entered inside him. He now calls himself Overton Christ and says that when you look at me, you look at God. Right now, he is adding followers in Malawi, in Mozambique, in Tanzania. But Jesus describes his glorious second coming in Luke chapter 17, which looks nothing like the life of Makut. For anyone to claim that he is a God, or that he is Christ, 
all that he has, that special, unique authority above everyone else at the level of Godhood or Christ, is blasphemous, is false, and should be shunned. So by way of conclusion, do large followings or great boasts or claims of signs and wonders prove that someone is a messenger of the one true God? Truly, if he or she contradicts the word of God in scripture, they are to be rejected. It does not matter who they are. It does not matter uh, what they claim about their background or about their revelations or about their power. As long as what they say does not line up with what God has already revealed, it is simple. They are false prophets. They have not been sent of God. And God's people must cut themselves off from them and must be diligent to warn others that they do not fall play to their schemes. Now there are three more tests that we must always consider that I will be sharing with you in my next message. And the next one will be on how to apply the fruit test. Until then, I encourage you to download our free tract, Four Ways You Can Tell True From False Prophets at www.agfa.org. You will find them in the resource section under articles. But you can also download our tract with more warnings responding to the claims of Prophet O'Wall from the same site. May God bless you. To learn more about the Africa Center for Apologetics Research, visit us at africanapologetics.org.